What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, saints and ain'ts, and welcome to Lactic Acid. I'm your host, Dominique Smith. This episode is a part of our marathon series called Trials Talk, Chasing the Dream, where I get a chance to interview some Olympic hopefuls who will toe the line on February 3rd at the U.S. Olympic Marathon Trials in Orlando, Florida. And today's guest is a baller, shot caller, runs for Hanson Brooks, but she is a fellow alumni. Anybody who went to UCF knows what I'm talking about. Go night charge on. She was a standout runner for UCF. She's none other than Miss Anne Marie Blaney. Anne Marie was on the show a few months ago, and it was great to have her back on just to catch up. And she shared some great things, unique perspective. Um, you definitely heard the confidence. She talked about why she's confident headed into the trials when it comes to things like taking in her water. She talked about the defining moment in her running career and how that manifested itself and kind of came full circle in a recent workout out in Claremont. We talked about food, obviously. Fresh Kitchen, if you're listening to this, sponsor us because we love the product. And Anne-Marie has got everybody on the Hanson Brooks crew to check it out. And we just talked about some of the things that we're excited about heading into the marathon, um, her headspace, and just the different things that we're both excited about, especially that she's excited about. You definitely hear the confidence when she talks. She's truly an awesome human being, and I'm so excited for you all to get a chance to get to know her a little better as she goes back to Orlando to ball out in the marathon trials. It is crazy that it is uh, almost February 3rd. It is almost February 3rd. The days are quickly approaching, and so many wonderful athletes are going to set uh, to toe the line to make that team, and we're going to be here covering it for you. Please check out our social media links, which are attached below. Also, please be sure to check out the official website for the marathon trials. You may see an article or two from your boy. I uh, got a chance to talk with some wonderful people and excited for the things that's on that site when it comes to information, but the ability and the opportunity for you all to know some of the athletes who will be competing. You can read their athlete bios, stay tuned to the latest news, also learning more about them with some in-depth future stories. So listen, excitement is all around and we are here for it at Lactic Acid. More to come, but until then, love, peace, and chicken grease. Hope you enjoy the episode. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, saints and ain'ts, and welcome to Lactic Acid. I'm your host, Dominique Smith, and this episode is a part of an exclusive series that I am doing called Trials Talk, Chasing the Dream, where you're going to get a chance to know from some of the superstars that are lining up in the great city of Orlando to qualify for the Olympic marathon team that will be going to Paris this summer. February 3rd is when the action starts, but today I had to have the hometown hero, the person who was bigger than the Pegasus at UCF, and if you know, if you step on it, you can't graduate, and guess what? She's doing great things on and off the running course. No stranger to the show, but listen, she's a baller nonetheless, Miss Anne-Marie Blaney. What's going on, fam? How are you doing? Pretty good, Dominique. How are you? 
Dude, I am just chilling, man. Listen, UCF alumni. We're alumni. What am I talking about? I went to the same school. Yeah, both of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what am I talking about? As if I went to USF or something like that. We don't do that. Even though you have like low-key USF colors on right now. No, I had a black, black and neon. That's one of their uniforms. Is it? Yes. I don't pay attention to that team. That's fair. That's, that's so fair. <laughs> that is so fair. Ooh, college football has been a struggle to us this year, but you know, we we are holding on. So I put you through the gauntlet um, the first time you came on the show. Um, it was a revelation. One thing that still bothers me is you never had a chicken tender self in Publix. But um, I am determined. I may have to mail it, um, but I am determined. No, after the race. That's yeah. what's going to happen after yeah. the race. I got you. So when you cross the finish line, I know you're not going to feel like eating anything, but you'll get a white bag. Um, and it's gonna Everybody have, knows the white bag. <laughs> everybody knows that white bag is something serious. And so that that will be your reward um, in addition to potentially making the team. But I put you through the gauntlet um, and you survive. So you're going to have to survive it again because I have to ask you these questions, especially being the hometown kid. Let's just say, in addition to making the team, there are three things that are going to be granted to you because you are so awesome. The first thing, Food Network got wind that you're coming back home and that you're running and that you're just doing big things. You help save the atmosphere because you love bees. You're <laughs> trying to help uh, back in school, trying to help people survive, basically. So what they're going to do is they want to know your favorite appetizer or appetizers, and they are going to get together, combine either the single appetizer or multiple appetizers, and they're going to make it into one. And from that, they're going to put your face on it, and they're going to sell it everywhere, and you get a lifetime supply. Back in the day, there was a show called The Wild Thornberries, and the main character, Eliza Thornberry, had the ability to talk to animals. That power is not only going to be given to you, but they're going to take it a step further. You, my friend, can have dinner or go for a run with said animal. Now, if it's an underwater underwater animal, an aqua jog will be available. So you don't have to worry about that. So you get a chance to eat or go on a run with the animal. Yeah, it sounds hard, but aqua um, jog. <laughs> that's funny. Aqua jog, 22 miles with a shark. We, we, things we love to see. Um, but yeah, they're going to do that for you. Last but not least, this should be the easiest one for you because I, well, I'm just going to ask the question. You get a chance to pick any theme park that you want to rent out for the weekend and you get a chance. I mean, VIP, all access, all thriller, no filler. You're not worrying about lines or anything. So the hometown girl needs the appetizer. Food Network needs to know the animal that you're going to eat or go for a jog with theme park rent out. Hmm. And I get a lifetime supply of the food. Yes. Oh, gosh. I think so, I'd have to go with French fries with some amazing seasoning. Don't know what that's going to be, but the <laughs> right, the perfect shape, shoestring. Ooh. I'll take an unlimited supply of shoestring fries. Um, what animal? 
would I run with? Can I fly? Yeah, why <laughs> not? Why not? I'll go with Yeah. fly. Fly with a hawk. Some lazy running. I feel like I can just float. Just float around up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my and then... gosh. Theme park? I guess I don't... I've only really been to the ones in Florida. But I think I would go with Bush Gardens because they just had the best rides. Sorry, Orlando. No, that is, here's the thing. I found this, and there are going to be people who live in Orlando that listen to this that may come for me, but this is just a personal observation. I have found that people who live in Orlando prefer Bush Gardens, and people who are not from Orlando prefer one of the theme parks and attractions in Orlando. Yeah, I feel like if you live too close to Disney, it it's not as magical, maybe, No. as it is to people from afar. And then going to, you know, Orlando Airport, my flights are always kids crying. So <laughs> I feel like I feel like you're like, man, I just want to do an adult roller coaster ride. I don't want to spend the day at Disney with kids crying. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh man. Mm. That is That could be that could be a theory. Just throwing it out there. I think that's a fit well, it obviously depends on what what well the flights you go on, God <laughs> bless you. Um so you may need to consider driving places. I can't tell you how many times I've flown out of MCO. A lot, <laughs> I'm sure. I've like, yeah. have you tried Stanford Airport? I have before. But Okay. what about the I basically I used to have the mayor buddy dyer <laughs> uh speech from the tram memorized they've this changed is. it since then um but i used to be able to do it word for word This is your Orlando Mayor, <laughs> Buddy Dyer, welcoming you to the. exactly uh internet god i used to so you want to know something crazy in july i think it was july <laughs> the tram broke down and everybody had to walk from oh the no <laughs> let me tell you something i'm so glad i i didn't i flew to when i went to pre that was in september i know those airplanes were smelling funky Like, I know it was some must in those, like, oh, man. But, yeah, that that happened. So every time I ride the tram, like, I'm kind of scared because I'm like, Lord, that can't be me. <laughs> Well, like, but then oh, it makes you wonder who else it is. that's so true. That is so true. But, every, oh, I bet that place stank. Um, but God bless them. They made it through. But that is, what's, <laughs> what's the best restaurant at OIA or MC? I don't know what it is. It used to be OIA and now it's MCO. So. yeah, I think I I wish I flew out of Terminal C for Shake Uh, yes. Shack, but That. we always fly out of. B. There's not too many good options there. I can't I can't say that I would give any of them a high rating. The Jersey Mike's there slaps. There's a, there's a, oh, I don't want to say it's like a no name, but it's like a, it's not a chain Italian place. Um, That's pretty good. The McDonald's and the Burger King are actually pretty good. Obviously that's That's not not anything. that's not in a gate. That's at the there's Chick-fil-A. I'll pick Chick-fil-A That's fair. out, outside of the gates, but Uh, oh, in the gate. Yeah. Uh, in the gate is boo-boo. 
yeah, she right. She right. She right. I mean, <laughs> isn't there like an outback in Hawaii somewhere? it's like a If she half of an outback it's like a fake beach stand <laughs> yes, that's what I see. Because I went and sat. I'm like, ooh, can I get like a porterhouse? And then it's like, uh, <laughs> nah. I don't, I don't, I don't really know what that is. but it is Um, pretty in christmas though they they go big with the christmas trees so does the Millennium Mall, but you won't catch me there. Um, but I, I don't know. I, you're, you're right. You're right. Shake Shack. I don't know about Shake Shack. what too small Too expensive. yeah you get a tiny burger but it tastes Tiny good Anne-Marie, come on now. what it is small You've been, it is small. I agree. But I'm saying as a unit, $20 for a burger and some uh, golden crinkles. Come on, man. no yeah yeah but Listen it works to me. for them somehow somebody's keeping them in business I don't know, but Dominique Smith is not one of them. Um, God, the prices will make you go vegan. But no, I I I agree. It is so interesting hearing Mayor Buddy Dimes. Like, I wonder if he whenever he decides, well, either he gets voted out or he decides not to be the mayor anymore. Either or he retires. Um, even though he did just get reelected. So we're gonna hear that for the next four years. I can't imagine no one else, anyone else. Yeah, Like recording that. recording that, like it has to be like this is former <laughs> Mayor Buddy Dyer. Like, like you I can't, bet it will be. like you can't just change that. I think it's amazing that you had <laughs> it memorized. That means you have some serious frequent flyer miles. I wish Um, I could do it again. I wish I could do it right now, but I don't have the confidence in that. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's all good. Um, so French fries, shoestring fries are what you rolled with. Okay. I want to agree with you so bad, but I'm having a hard time Why? because there's only one place that has mastered the shoestring fry and everyone else has failed, in my opinion, Who? at Steak and Shake. That's what I was going to guess. Okay. Yeah, that's they're They're the only ones. Every, everything They're hard else. to find. I tried to make them. And they were purity cheeks um, because you get like the Orida ones, but the shoestring fry. So is that the, I don't know. Well, maybe in Michigan, you guys, it seems like the culinary scene is a little better up there than it is here. You guys have fresh kitchen down here. Oh my gosh. Listen, <laughs> I mess with I, fresh I could go kitchen. a little bit healthier with fresh kitchen, I guess. Let me tell you something. If y'all have never had fresh kitchen, you need to go down to South Downtown Orlando <laughs> and get yourself a six bowl and get just get everything. Like I, I just discovered fresh kitchen. One of my coworkers put me on, Anne Marie. I looked I should at put it. you on it. I made it, I had everybody here order it last night and we Uber eats it all the way here. Oh my <laughs> what? <laughs> we had eight bowls last night. That had to be <laughs> five hundred dollars. I know between it was, it was $200 for sure. okay, same thing at that point, but it it is so worth it. Like, what's your <laughs> go to fresh kitchen meal? We'll say Anne Marie put me on. We'll, I'll just okay. say I'll just say my sister Anne Marie put me on. So, what is your go to fresh kitchen meal?
people will make fun of me, but double sweet potato noodles, double sweet potatoes, and either probably the almond crusted chicken and the blackened chicken or the citrus chicken. So it's basically all the same thing, but. <laughs> so those chilled sweet potato noodles, noodles hit differently. Yeah. You can debate a wall. That is. All right. So mine. So you get the, what is it? The four bowl or whatever? No, six bowl of the all six that. Bowl. Usually I six get bowl. two of them. Oh. And so... I eat that because I usually can't make it back or. I want to have leftovers of that if I don't feel like cooking. That's fair. And it warms up so well. Um, I usually get, I've been tampering with the order. I get the brown rice, the chilled sweet potato noodles, noodles. I get the spiced chickpeas, either green beans or broccoli. Um, so I did. I, yeah, it's tragic. I did get those. Listen, those maple sweet potatoes are different. Yeah, they are different. They have just <laughs> joy in them, like they were born ready. Um, I used to get the citrus chicken all the time. I I wasn't like keen on the almond chicken. Um, I just need to try it again. Um, but try the bar, okay, yes, ma'am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the blackened chicken's good, but that have you ever had the barbecue chicken? I feel like the barbecue throws off the bowl. Just it doesn't does not, fit the flavors. It you'd be surprised. I'm telling you. Maybe I'm I will. I'm telling you, you would be surprised. I thought so too, because I get the um, sriracha, creamy Coconut. sriracha, whatever. Yeah. Coconut sriracha. Yes, thank you. Um, and then I get a side of pico, which is the best pico known to man. Mm. But I was like, I'm not going to do that with barbecue chicken. Like that's awkward. Yeah. So one day I just did it and my life changed. Um I gotta try it then. You have to. I mean, I you need to be sponsored by sweet potatoes. Yeah, um, or fresh kitchen. I'll take that or, too. Or fresh it would kitchen. Never, they'd never have to pay for anything. So I'd never be here enough to eat my worth. <laughs> you don't know that. You don't know that. Um wow. Someone else loves Fresh Kitchen as much as I do. That makes me so happy. I love Fresh Kitchen. Dang, I try to get it. everyone to try. Everyone I've been around the last two days, I've tried to get everyone to eat it. <laughs> well, do they like it? Yeah. I feel like they are like shocked that it's coming from me because it's like more health foods, but I probably eat the like least healthy food that they offer there, but still counts. <laughs> you eat okay, but you have an enhanced palate, which I am so grateful for and I appreciate. Um, and I, I just credit that from being from Florida. We'll get to that, um, a little later on, uh, because Anne-Marie likes chicken just as much, loves chickens just as much as I do, which is just, oh, you know where you got to go? I know this off top. You got to go to Theo's. It is on Curry Ford. It's like 10 minutes from Fresh Kitchen. Um, it's a Greek place, but girl, when I tell you they sell the best fried chicken in Orlando, I'm telling you, it's send different. Me, send me the Addy. I will. get. Oh, you can Uber. Listen, Lord knows there's been some Friday nights when the brother just, my soul was weary. And I had to, <laughs> I had to get a two three-piece extra crispy, ooh, with some fries. And, extra uh, crispy? 
No, mm-hmm. uh, listen, they put that chicken in a pressure fryer, like a pressure cooker, and they let that thing steam and you just see it coming through. Listen, Dang. all the all the sins that that chicken committed is out of there by the time it gets to that blue box. I'm Dang. telling you. And them hush puppies. Ooh. This is just a food podcast at this point. <laughs> it it that those hush puppies. Let me tell you something. If you want to win in February, don't use whatever nutrition that you use, whether it's scratch, goo, um, uh, honey stinger. No. Get you a little pouch, put them hush puppies in there, and pop you one at mile 17. Oh I guarantee you, listen. I know it'll it'll lead you to a 208. I'm trying to tell you. Dang, I'll beat all the men. (laughs) Dad, that's what I'm saying. She's gonna get the men's and the women's qualifying spots. So that's what we do. (laughs) Captain America right here. Um, let me stop because yeah, this could get this could get bad because of the food podcast. But you want to fly with a hawk. That does that is the least surprising answer ever. Um, not in a bad way because you love animals and you love things that fly. Um, I thought it was gonna be a, I thought it was gonna be a bee. Honestly, I felt like that was too. People would expect that. <laughs> I got to pick something maybe a little more fierce. Uh, what about a bald eagle? Nah. Okay, that's fair. But why a hawk? I feel like. I feel like I would choose a hawk because they're just more like a bird of prey. That's fair. Although I love sandhill cranes, but if I said sandhill cranes, everyone would be like, what are you going to do with them? They don't even, <laughs> they don't even walk. <laughs> they don't it fly either. <laughs> so what do they do? Stand there. <laughs> okay. I mean, listen, standing's just as effective <laughs> as anything else. When all yeah. else fails, stand. So I'm like, well, I ain't mad at it. So... Okay, a hawk crane, sandhill hawk, or a sandhill crane. I mean, that's that's an interesting concoction. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at either it. Either one. I either wouldn't, one. yeah, either one I'd pick. <laughs> Lesser two birds. Listen, I'm with it. You know, we, we talk about birds and got me hungry. Got that 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 chicken in my soul now. Um, but that that's okay. We're gonna power through to something healthy. And what's healthier than talking about the marathon trials? that are coming on February for 3rd for real. I mean, listen, all this training that you've done, like it's just amazing to see how it's going to manifest itself on the running course. What's this training block been like for you as a baller? As a baller, we've been doing things a little bit differently. Um, I guess we're in our little, we're in our little women's mansion here in the outskirts of Orlando um our team rents two houses and the men are in one women are in the other um so we're all just kind of dialed in on doing the little things focusing on the runs there's not really a lot of distractions here um besides you know just hanging out at night um with each other but we basically wake up run uh get back do some breakfast lunch nap run again eat again then watch movie hang out do whatever um 
So yeah, it's really, it's not the most exciting and glamorous life, but I think that it will help get the job done in the end. Um, Cause when you're at home, you have all these other things going on, maybe other friend groups, um, you know, sometimes people work, uh, but we're all just working remotely down here basically um, and staying off our feet. So some days we'll go to the pool. It's like we're on vacation a little bit, but yeah. So we're pretty, we're pretty dialed in here. And I think it's our 17th, 18th day here. Um, almost halfway. <laughs> so the pain in your voice when you said that <laughs> I'm, I'm doing all right. I feel like I, I feel like I do a little bit better than some of my other teammates do. Um, because I like the fact that we're all bored together, but <laughs> definitely some days were harder than others. Christmas and like the holidays were a little bit different this year, but um, this is the year to sacrifice it and see what we can do. So what's it been like for you? Just maybe not being home home, but you are home essentially just back on yeah. central Florida soil. Um, you know, where you pretty much I'm it's just a matter of time until they name UCF's track after you. Um <laughs> I don't know. Or, or at least a pole vault pit or something like that. <laughs> um, what's it been like just being back? Obviously, you guys went to, you know, Lickiola and you know, downtown to run and um you know, this is your stomping ground. This is Orlando is Anne Marie Blaney's territory. So what's it been like, you know, kind of being back here? Yeah, it's been it's been cool to be around or closer to family and friends. Um, so it's nice to have everyone either come visit or to just catch up. Um, yeah, and then the course, I've definitely been on a lot of those roads, usually driving, but this time running. Um yeah, and so we've we've gotten to see the course twice now because we came down on December 2nd to do the course tour, um, and then we were able to do it on our own last weekend as a team, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, I think being this close to everybody, and I think my fan base is probably a little bit bigger because of that. Um, so we got some shirts made, and I kind of had uh, too many shirts uh, printed with my name on the back to give to family and friends so more more than more than most so hey if you got a double xl i'll take one i, I do wear it, <laughs> for real throwing one your way yeah we okay. gotta have everybody decked out in neon <laughs> okay okay Just listen send it i'll i'll put, add it to my collection and everything i got you i got yeah. you i will uh Ain't gonna let me wear it during the race, but listen, I'll take it. If you got a double yeah. XL, a brother will take it. Let me ask you this. Being from Orlando, obviously more family, more friends, um, a better knowledge of kind of the course, the intricacies, all that fun stuff. Do you feel the pressure of competing at an incredibly, an incredibly large stage? in your hometown is there added pressure or is it more excitement when you're in um I feel like I almost want to say like neither I'm excited for sure and I'm excited that it's so easy for my family to come 
Um, but I think that it's the same amount of pressure probably of any marathon because the opportunity is there to PR. Um, even if there's, you know, there's a lot of variables that you can't control and it seems like weather could be one of those. Um, so if it, I would be honestly happy if it rains. I don't, I, I feel like I'm trying to be mentally prepared for any situation, um, starting from weather all the way to bottles. Um, so I'm kind of treating it as like any other marathon. Um, and if a PR happens and it's my day, then amazing. If not, I'm sure there'll be a reason why I didn't PR because we are doing training a little bit differently this time around. Um, more doubles and doubles on like workout days. So I'm excited to see how those differences play out in my results. Um, so I, I think being more aggressive this time around will change my PR, hopefully. What confidence are you taking into the races? Definitely, I can hear it. I can hear it. You know, you sound like you got a little pep in your step. You sound like, you know, got that nitro oh, energy. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we, you know, we're definitely with it. I, I love it. But what gives you confidence headed in February? Obviously the training. Um, but besides that, I feel like I am pretty confident in taking my bottles. I have no problem drinking any amount of liquid. Um, I'll probably use Martin and scratch. Um, but I could take down probably all six bottles easily. Um, I don't want to jinx myself, but <laughs> so I feel like just like taking out those variables of, you know, what's going to happen if I miss a bottle or if a bottle doesn't sit right, that can kind of throw a pretty big wrench into your race. Um, and if I'm just smart on the recovery and everything, which we're lucky to have here. Um, I think it'll, that's what gives me the confidence, I guess, is like just minimizing the things that can go wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm not at it. Um, definitely understand it. We talked about it beforehand, but you recently trained out there at the National Training Center in Claremont. And it was a bit of a full circle moment for you. Um you know, you mentioned, and I'm not going to go deep into it because um, it's your story to tell, <laughs> you know, there was just some contemplation at a previous point of if you wanted to keep running. And now we're less than a month out from you potentially making the Olympic team. What was that moment like and how, what was that full circle moment like for you to where you got to this point? Yeah, so we did a workout at the National Training Center probably about a week ago, and we just started the warm-up, and I was like just reflecting for some reason back on my career a little bit, and because I haven't done a workout there in quite a while, um, and it just kind of like came to me like, you know, when I, back in, I think it was 2012, so like 12 years ago, I remember sitting down in one of those offices with... Um, with a, basically a coach who was going to help me potentially in high school. Um, cause my parents, I think were looking for other options of how I could like enjoy the sport more and just, um, have fun doing it. And I remember the coach was like, uh, parents don't need to be in the room. And she sat me down and was like, do you want to continue running for you? And I remember I just started like bawling and like, she's like, I'm not going to coach you 
if you don't want to run. And I was like, really not enjoying the sport. Um, I was living a different life than like all of my friends were in high school. So that made it more difficult, I feel like in general. So I had to sit down kind of in that moment, like, do I want to just quit right now? Um, or do I want to go all in um, with this coach who will help me do things I've never done before? And when she said, you know, run for yourself, I think I was like, yes, I need to finally stop doing it to like please other people, um, whether it was like coaches, family, teachers, that sort of thing. And then I started running for myself. And I feel like my trajectory ever since 12 years ago has pretty much consistently always gone up. I feel like I PR in various events every year. And for that, I feel super lucky because that's not how everyone's trajectory goes. And it's kind of funny now, yeah, that I'm going to be in the Olympic trials again and where I was back in high school that made such a big decision and like life-changing full circle moment. So, yeah. <laughs> that is, there's so many elements of that story that's wild. First of all, that was 12 years ago. I can remember 2012 <laughs> like it was yesterday. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I graduated high school in 2012. Like, that is, just, that's just kind of wild. Two, did you, like, feel any emotion, like, when you went to the National Training Center and reminisced on that moment? Like, I that, that gave me the chills just kind of listening <laughs> to that. Just, you know, and it's it's hard in high school. I think you, you see it. I saw it when I coached, because um, I coached high school for a brief period of time. Uh, and I saw it not necessarily in the athletes that we coach, but in other sports, but other sports and, you know, just in life, like your parents want you to do this. So you do it, or you feel like you have to do it. And then there's just so much pressure on you. Like, yeah, because that's when how you're, I felt. yeah, when you're good, like everybody expects you to be good all the time. Like you can't have an off day. Um, and then there's like a bullseye on your back and it just seems like, a weight was released and that allowed you to fly like a hawk basically <laughs> yeah yeah that's what I would say kind of happened and I feel like I kind of do things because people are like oh she can do it or yeah she's like she's gonna win or I'm like a people pleaser in that sense where I needed to kind of decide like hey do I even really want to do this or do I want to do something else with my life um and yeah I'm glad that I made that decision to stick with it um because i don't think i'd trade any of this um for any other job <laughs> absolutely like i'm so with that and you're so good at it <laughs> but you're good at so many things and i'm gonna get to that in a second um how do you maintain that though because the more you elevate in the sport as far as you know doing incredible things at ucf where there was a lot of pressure you know, I'm sure because you were balling out, y'all. Y'all need to go back and see Am some of Anne Marie's um, <laughs> tape and just look at some of the results. She was she was a baller. And then you get to this level where you're training with the Hanson Brooks Project, you know, one of the more prestigious projects in running, and you're in a position to do something great. How do you not lose sight of you're doing this for yourself, for your enjoyment, for your sense of peace you know trying to live out your destiny and your potential 
Yeah, I feel like you fall into slumps um, where it's not always there. But I feel like I just try and keep my teammates close because um, they're kind of my family away from family. Um, and we're all from all over. And I think that's something that's really special that we all come together and live in Rochester Hills to share our passion. Um, even if we want, we wish we were home more often or anything like that. Um, and I don't know, we, th I guess we always think about some of the things that we're sacrificing, um, whether it's, you know, old enough for like a family or a full-time job that gives you all these benefits and money and all these other things, but we're all here because we have the same passion, um, for the sport. So, and I just know that I haven't reached my full potential. So knowing that, I don't know, my PR is a 231 and I just know that I'm not a 231 runner. Um, so I probably won't be done until I feel like I've hit a time that I'm satisfied with. So, yeah. Are you having fun? Of course. I try and make every day or most days as fun as I can with my teammates. So, Can we talk about food now? <laughs> I don't know if the listeners want to go back to food. <laughs> They might be here uh, for the food. <laughs> listen, we're here for the vibes. We're just here for the vibes. Okay. I'm curious about this. I've talked to different marathoners whose pre-race meal is a little different. The consensus meal is usually pizza because of the carbs, natural carb loading. What would be like, what is your pre-race meals? Like, is there something in particular that you eat that like, it just sets it off to where you feel like nourished, you feel ready to go? Um, not really. I'm not, I'm not too picky in a sense of like, I have to have something specific. Um, but I am picky in a sense that I like, like more plain food in general. Um, but I could definitely, I could do pizza. I feel like I usually do, we'll probably go out to an Italian place, um, and I'll usually do chicken and pasta as long as it, you know, hits the carb to protein check mark, then I'll be good to go. <laughs> I have a suggestion for your team. Lazy moves right before the race. They haven't had that. I don't think they know about it either. They don't I'll know about lazy moves. I don't think I've told them about it yet. <laughs> oh, you've got to put them on. Like I know, I've been gatekeeping. <laughs> so that more, no, more food. More more food. More food. You have to put them on. I would love to see like first of all, if you've never been to Lazy Moon, look at a mirror and <laughs> measure the circumference of your head and multiply it by two. That is equivalent to a slice of pizza at that place it is marvelous um but no i would love because the one by ucf has cornhole it has that's what you have yeah. to do you, you have to take them like do a hanson brooks run around ucf that would actually be a good move because that school is like 10 miles would be i was there a couple weeks ago for the homecoming game who did we did we lose west virginia i think so oh yeah 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 but roads. we still we still won with lazy moon <laughs> that's all that that that's all that matters that's all that matters no i was i was genuinely curious because i've heard i would think maybe people are more conservative with their food but 
they're more aggressive um, in the sense of uh, one person ate a whole deep dish pizza before the Chicago Marathon and then ran a PR uh, the next day. Wow. Yeah. So that sounds like my kind of lifestyle. Yeah. Um, you said that you are the most, you're the unhealthiest when it comes to eating. Probably, yeah. What is on your menu that would qualify you as the unhealthy eater? I feel like I'm not afraid to eat things that are like, a lot of runners would be like, oh no, that's not good for running. I I feel like I don't need to not eat something. I don't know. All food is nourishing in some way. I don't go crazy on the junk food, but I have no problem eating like a little Debbie, going to McDonald's, those kind of things. I don't do it all the time because that doesn't make sense, but I'm not afraid to eat something that might not be real. <laughs> Everything in moderation. Yeah. Everything exactly. in everything in moderation. No, I, I love that. Actually, more runners kind of think like you, believe it or not. Really? Um, at least some of the people that I've interviewed. I could never, that's why I don't run. I take that back. I actually I'm running two 5Ks this year for the first time, unfortunately. Um no, it's bad. Fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it is not fun. Like I don't it'll be fun for us to watch. <laughs> one is in Orlando and then the other one is TBD. Um I just, it it astonishes me how y'all think this is just a beautiful thing to do. Because I'm like, a brother is just like struggling out here. Um, <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> trying to run. But no, it, it's, it's, I'll be fueled by Fresh Kitchen. That is, uh, that's the move. I want to ask you this. We're going to get to know you by, and get to know Hanson Brooks a little bit. Who is the funniest person on your team? Oh, funniest person on my team. Yeah. They're all funny in their own way. You can say yourself. That that's that's nice, but like who's the one that makes you fall on the floor laughing? Uh I feel like it would have to be between Amy or Jesse. Okay. Just because yeah, we have made up our own kind of like not inside jokes, but just stuff that we find funny and then we just take it to the next level. So, <laughs> okay. I like that. Who of your project, of your project, the Hanson Brooks project, would be the most likely to succeed at another sport? Oh, at another sport? Yeah. Probably Olivia at cycling. Cycling. Okay. Who is the most likely to become the next president of the United States? I think I would pick Maddie. Okay. Why Maddie? Maddie works for the Chicago school system. Okay. And advocates for mothers or new mothers to have health care, adequate health care and I think a couple other jobs as well. So who is the person? There's one right answer to this one. Who is the person that's most likely to have a documentary produced by Nat Geo about them or what they do? Um so we're thinking earthy people? Yes. 
Mm, let's go with me. That's the only answer. <laughs> I take downtime pretty seriously and I'll be gone. Really? You catch me in Michigan at downtime. <laughs> <laughs> where that is like where do you do like for downtime basically? Are you back here or like do you just Um, I used to not come back to Florida all that often. I'll usually try and see my sister or my best friends. Um, but then I'll throw in, you know, a crazy trip here and there. Um, just kind of random wherever I want. Um I don't have anything planned for this downtime, so I'm I'm lagging in the plans, but I'll be I'll be doing something every week. <laughs> I love that. I love anywhere that. it could be anywhere in the world, but I got to book that sooner rather than later. <laughs> that's that's, but no, it adds to the spontaneity. Spontan. Yeah. Ooh, I should cut that word out, but I'll try to be authentic and keep it in there because I just totally botched that word, and I'll get it. Close. Yeah, it was close, but not good enough. Um, but I love that. Where did that sense of adventure come from? I feel like just because of our schedule and like we spend, you know, most of our time dedicated to a routine that I want to get out there and like see my friends and family wherever that is. Um, or do like I do like a yearly trip with my best friends in a random place. And then sometimes it's not the most glamorous, but I don't know. I I just care about like the people who I'm with and hanging mm-hmm. out with. Um so I don't know. I just want to experience different places and running's brought me to a lot, but those are kind of more business trips. So I like to just have different experiences when running's maybe not a factor and it's easier to do other things. So got to mix it up. <laughs> I actually really love that. I really love that. Um, yeah, you probably want to book those tickets sooner rather than later before. Yeah, I spend all my money on travel probably. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like a quality expense i consider that an investment yeah but i i also feel like i'm pretty strategic too so listen it's that ucf education at work yeah. at hand, <laughs> basically um speaking of orlando i did ask this on the last episode what is it about the city that makes it unique from somebody who spent time here for four years obviously we could talk about you know ucf and that whole aspect and there's a lot of snaff yes there's a lot of things that make ucf unique i was i had three thoughts and i was about to call my school love unite nation um but what is it for people visiting what is it about orlando central florida that makes the area unique i think just being in the smack dab middle of the state it's so easy to get to so many different bodies of water whether it's the springs which are more local and there's just from monkeys to gators to manatees or you can go fishing in the ocean like and be there in an hour hour and a half um i just think the look the location is just awesome and you got to spend some time by bodies of water here it's too hot to not so i think that makes it really special Um, But also I think like UCF in general is one of the largest schools, but we're always fighting for a more traditional, like we're going to be a more traditional school. Um, We just kind of have to do our time, I think, to get there. But UCF just has so much to offer in amenities and they're always, you know, providing the best um, academic services, classes, everything. Like they don't skimp 
on any of that. So I definitely think people overlook how awesome the opportunities are there. Um, Cause I definitely wouldn't change going to any other school either. So. Oh, going to UCF was like the best decision that I made in my 29 years of existence. Yeah. Um, there's nothing, I don't know, just that, and you make a great point that I really didn't think about. It just kind of, obviously we'll get our due, but it's been cool to watch. I wish you got a chance to experience that, but I remember when college game day came there for the first time. Um, The one thing that I would advise people not to do is to wear an Ohio State jacket when USU, sorry, UCF is playing, don't wear that on campus because you can get put on the big screen and people could boo you. Um, not saying, you. not saying that happened to me, but <laughs> you can't wear uh, an Ohio State shirt hoodie anywhere. It was There's cold. Not too, many, not too many Buckeyes fans out there. You beat compared to anti Buckeyes fans. <laughs> You're not even a Michigan fan. How are you throwing shit at us? But that's from observation. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's fine. That's that's not fair, but that's fine. Um, it listen, it was cold. A brother was shivering, so I had to find something, and <laughs> I could not find my UCF hoodie. Um, but man, just seeing college game day on the lawn, seeing everybody there, just. I don't know. And then you go into the bounce house and it is a safety hazard. It feels like, um, and and that's just because just everybody is bouncing. Everybody's jumping. It's so electric. I remember being in the stadium, being at the game when Mackenzie Milton led the comeback when we went undefeated. Um, I think we were playing Memphis. Yeah. It was when Frost, they announced Frost was leaving like, like in overtime or whatever. Um, (laughs) But I was like, man, this is this is like this is legit. And I've gotten a chance to go to different stadiums. Like I've been to the swamp when Florida played South Carolina. There's just nothing like the hometown team. I don't know. I've yeah. been to the basketball games. I remember when they first opened up the arena and we played UConn and just the just I don't know. There's something about that school that just makes it feel like everyone's welcome, whether just the different opportunities they have, like they have an arboretum. Um, yeah. and I remember going out there because I think I was working on a story, and it was so cool just to see how they taught about living creatures, um, and just living things. And I don't know. It's 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 unique and it's awesome. And it's even more awesome to say that like you came from there. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad I went there. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm glad you went there, too. I'm glad you dominated um, and everything. I don't know. That's It's a special school that holds a special place. I will say this. Are you a beach person or a lake person? Uh, I'm going to say beach. Really? Yeah. Okay, I agree with that because I have rule. I don't do bodies of water, so I disagree with you there um about having to be i just had some experiences and i just look at the weather and everybody's like rip currents rip currents rip currents i'm like okay i don't have to worry about that 
you know, the only body of water that I will be a part of or near is the bottle of water that I drink. Um, so I just... It depends on whose pool it is. Not like a public, <laughs> not like a hey, public pool. He's a water snob. <laughs> I well, I don't know if I'm I told you this. No, but you're right. Like I did, I told it a billion times on the show. But I was when I went to the beach. I went to New Smyrna, and I thought it was a dolphin. It turned out to be a shark, and. Ain't messed with water ever since, basically. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a ton of them out there. And then you don't know in a lake, especially like if it's just a recreational lake or it's just, you know, a lake by your house, you don't know what's in that water. Like people want to see gators. Go and go into a lake real quick. Just just roll into a lake and you'll see all the gators you want to. Yeah. So a pop gun. <laughs> Oh my god. You can see like 50 gators at one time in Apopka. Lake Apopka is this that's Gator Nation. Yeah, you like won't that, touch that. You <laughs> no, I, I'm not as brave as you as you could tell. No one. <laughs> no that, one was on that one. That that is that is fair. Um, couple more questions then. We got a unique twist to rapid fire. For somebody, so what's your favorite beach? Um, I guess I feel like I grew up going to Jupiter, so really? probably Juno Beach. Really, it's my hometown beach. I I would say <laughs> I like that. No, it is a nice little beach. I'm not mad at it. I've heard about it. I haven't been there. I was just curious. I was just curious. Um, I was thinking it would be fun to see if if Hanson Brooks wanted to do a group outing. Have you ever been to Cowboys? Is that in downtown Orlando? <laughs> yes. I so. might have. <laughs> I think I've been like once or twice. Okay. I just think that would be just, I would love if you got, specifically if you got like Kevin and those to do the line dancing that they have. We actually have been going as a women's team to our own local line dancing bar so we kind of know a decent amount of songs now but i don't i don't think you'd catch the hansons walking into that bar <laughs> that's that's fair that is fair are you like a country music person now or i do like country music but i like a little bit of everything so i'm not like diehard country music but i do like it a lot okay that's fair enough that's fair enough what like song just in general would you use to describe what this training block has been? Whether it's like in a song full of excitement, full of joy. Um, obviously, you're in kind of a holding pattern right now, you know, as you know, the trials await. But like, I don't know. It gives insight in a different way. Uh, well, we'll just go with Footloose because that that line dance is pretty fast and all over the place here yeah <laughs> that's what we're doing so many miles our feet are always kicking that line dance you got to be moving to keep up <laughs> you know that was not the song that i was thinking or expecting. i don't have enough time to think 
too deeply about this. <laughs> That's okay. I listen. I'm not mad at it. Now that I think about Footloose, I guess that is an accurate <laughs> comparison. Um, hey, I'm mad at it. I'll throw it on Philly. You know how we do. Still got to get you that chicken tender sub. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Once that's the thing you have to put your teammates on. Just Publix in general is a little different. That's where we go shopping. So they're definitely getting the Publix experience. So okay, good, good. They got don't worry. I, my girl that's, that's <laughs> represent represent all right a couple more things then we're gonna roll on up out of here how special would it be for you like what do you th- i don't want to say what do you think your mindset will be when you you know take the line and just see all those shirts um people so i guess the better question would be how in instrumental has your support system I'll get to the question I was going to ask in a second, but how instrumental has that support system been for you, especially now that you have an opportunity to do something special? Yeah, I think it starts with my team. So like my teammates and coaches, like obviously the coaches make everything happen, but it's it's really my teammates that I spend, you know, so many like countless hours with um, and just trying to make like the whole journey fun. I think it'll all just accumulate at the line. Um, and then we'll see all those neon shirts throughout the laps that we have to do. So um, we'll get to see everyone multiple times and everyone will get to see us. And that's not always the case in a marathon. So I think we'll be all feeling the love throughout the whole 26.2. Have you kind of envisioned what it's going to be like? I'm not a big... Uh, visual visualizer um i i tend to ignore everything until like the day before <laughs> i feel like i do things in the reverse to a lot of people but um i think about some parts of it and a part of me does want it to rain but we'll see <laughs> here's the thing if there's any okay so i am not a meteorologist but i have lived here for 29 years and i just know from weather patterns i don't expect there to be bad temperatures yeah um, i think it'll be fine everyone's think it's, nervous yes i i i think it's going to be beautiful but if there's anybody who is equipped for anything it is you of that i i i wholeheartedly <laughs> believe that like you yeah. are beyond like you're ready for 95 and you're ready for 25 and you're ready for yeah. heavy rain like if a if a cold front moves through, like you are ready for that. Um, does that give you a bit of peace knowing like you're from Florida, you know what it could be? I mean, when you ran at UCF, it was like a thousand degrees, you know, training for yeah. cross country. Oh yeah. Um and then <laughs> for sure. And then deep into the season on the track, does that give you a sense of peace knowing like, all right, I'm ready for whatever because I'm used to it? And you're built yeah, for it. Definitely. Cause I think a lot of people were very stressed about, you know, the start time of the race, but I was kind of more of the mindset of we're all going to be experiencing it on the same day. Um, and if it's really hot, then I think maybe I'll have an advantage. Um, but if it's really cold, also I've lived in Michigan long enough to know what cold cold is. So um I really feel like I wasn't too stressed no matter what the weather's going to be 
Um, so we'll have to see when it gets closer. It's way too early to even predict now, but we've looked at the averages, you know, for every, every February 3rd for the last couple of years. So we'll just have to see. How just be the last question that we're going to do rapid fire. How special would it be for you to have a big day in the hometown? Whatever that looks like, whatever that looks like. I think a PR would be incredibly special. um, No matter what the place is. Um, I would love top 10, but I think just running my best on that day, whatever that looks like would probably make me feel satisfied. Um, and I think I'll be around for another, at least one more Olympic cycle. So I am not, my dreams won't be crushed if it's not this time. So, yeah. He, but you could be like Tom Brady. Like we could in 2032. Yeah. We could have this, this conversation. Oh gosh. My body will be creaky then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel that. We'll just let's, let's get through Orlando. Yeah. Uh, you survived the interrogation process, so you know the routine was going to down the home stretch, but it's with a twist because you get to fire some questions at me, essentially. So, would you like to take the first question? Sure. You me to take it. All right, go forward. What is your secret but special talent? So what am I ready to expose, basically? Uh, my mm-hmm. secret but special talent. Can I give two answers? Sure. Cooking cool. and cooking and playing the drums. Mm, okay. Yeah, listen, in that kitchen. Listen, I'm just trying to tell you. It's messy. Bob, Bob, <laughs> it is messy. But Bobby Flay could never. I'm just trying to tell you. I'm just Dang. trying to tell you. It's 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 legendary. Um, I'm gonna fire back the question at you. What is your secret or special talent? Uh, I guess my go-to is always unicycling. I feel like That's no one right. ever sees that one coming. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, let me ask you this: You did say unicycling. I do. I remember that. Now that you know everybody's in the house chilling, what is the TV show that you're currently binge watching? or you have recently binge-watched? I've got everybody on Ted Lasso because it's a crowd-pleaser. It's sporty. You got to believe. It's feel-good, funny. It's it's all the things. So we watch it every day on the way to practice. Okay. All right. What you got for me? How do you spend your spare time when you have no plans? That's so hard because I don't have spare time. Um, I would probably say. (laughs) If you did, uh, though. If I did. Okay, the little spare time I do have, I like sleeping. Um, I'm more introverted, so whatever introverts do. Um, And hanging with friends. You know, occasionally, yeah. Hanging, Hanging out with the home slices and everything. Um. For you, if you had to be on any Food Network show, which one would it be? That's oh, not God. Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. I'd probably make like... No, I'd probably be pretty good at Guy's Grocery Games. Yes. 
That's I love that answer. That's, that's what we do here when we go shopping. We get like 30 minutes, 30 minutes go, and we're all running in with carts. Well, for, like in Orlando or just in general? In Orlando. Oh. That's how we grocery shop. <laughs> Pretty much. Like what happens when you forget something? Yeah. You're just you're just done. Like, all right, next group, like next grocery yep. trip. Yeah. Okay. Next trip. <laughs> that's that's hard. All right, what you got for me? Manicure or pedicure? What? <laughs> gotcha. Um I thought we was tight, bro. Like, come on, man. But I just exposed you. Neither. No. Uh oh. Pedicure. Because nothing to be ashamed of. I got tricked because I they were like, yo, a friend of mine, it was for a birthday back in high school. First time I had Waffle House. They were like, oh. We're going to the massage. Get like massage. I paid for us to go get massage. And I was like, a massage. And I said, okay. And then I'm just sitting here sleeping, like, I'm like, wow. Like, this is this is not good and everything. But listen, I, I will say this. I don't care who you are. There's nothing wrong with keeping up with you know your skin and and making sure that things are in place. So the fact that you would ask me if I'm get a manicure, like, no. No. You never know. You get a little trim. Well, guys do that with their teeth. Granted. Or <laughs> I don't. I'm not one of them. Uh, <laughs> you got the nail clippers. I got a pair of nail clippers and everything. But that'll that'll work. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> um, that one actually kind of threw me threw me off. I've I've never been asked that before. Um, breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Mm, probably breakfast all day any Ooh. for any meal okay go to breakfast food or if you have a place that you enjoy i probably would do hash browns okay who has the best hash browns mine is waffle house but i'm always curious to hear other people's um i always have uh the trader joe's ones that are in yes the, the patties already Every, as, real quick. <laughs> as a living god is my witness i just went there and got a whole pack you have to get there early because yeah. they run out so fast they're always gone yeah oh some of trader Tra trader joe's has got me through some hard times it still mm -hmm. does Tra yeah. trader joe's i miss Bill, them <laughs> they, we have plenty of them here in florida not near me <laughs> yeah we, that's I got to eat dinner soon. You're making me hungry. <laughs> yeah, listen, don't worry. We got two more. We got two more. So you fire one off. Go ahead. Um, what's your favorite recovery tool? I have a massage gun. So nice. that that comes in handy. Some couch recovery. <laughs> couch recovery, retail therapy, retail recovery. Yeah. Um, all right. I got two quick ones for you. Who has the best chicken nuggets? Mm. Chicken nuggets? Probably Chick-fil-A. You have to try KFCs. Mm. They are better. They had them. I didn't either until one day they said you get 10, uh, 10 piece for $5 and you get a fries and a drink or whatever. 
And what a deal. Marie. <laughs> okay, I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> will never uh, listen. Twist my arm. Chick fil. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm gonna send you some. I'm telling you. It. I don't know what it is. The best chicken nuggets I've ever had in my entire life. I'll have to try them. You have to try them. All right. Last question I got for you. What gives you hope? Oh, oh my gosh. Hope in general? Yeah. I guess just what gives me hope is like making a difference in people's lives, but not just through running. Um, I guess I want to be used as an example of doing all of your passions at once um, and show that it's kind of possible to uh, chase multiple goals all at one time. And yes, I have running, but I also uh, try to keep my career and resume alive. So whenever I pop out on the other side, um, I can hopefully make a difference with cancer patients and things like that. Um, but also still be involved in like nature, family, friends, and just kind of have this ecosystem of, you know, work life, you know, activity balance where yeah, I can make it all happen at once. So baller, shot caller, UCF. <laughs> Uh, what is that crap we do? Uh, when I say go Nikes, you say? Charge on. <laughs> I can't yell it by myself. <laughs> okay, so let's do it again. Go Nikes. Charge on. Charge on. on. There <laughs> we go. Where can the people follow you uh, and support your journey? Um, I, I'm probably most active on Instagram. Um and that'd probably be the best spot to find me maybe tiktok one day runner space is doing a little video soon you can find me on that <laughs> yes i saw maybe i'll uh, be an influencer soon so no and marie blaney the influencer <laughs> i saw chris Dixon doing her behind the scenes you had listen you had your hands placed together like standing oh, straight i was like oh that is influencer status on site that is yeah. different. She's built differently and she's coming to Orlando on a mission. And that is to ball out. Appreciate everybody listening. Like, subscribe, share. See you on February 3rd and we'll catch you next time.